Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. For many parents with teenagers, it might appear that phone apps have taken the place of many in-person after-school activities. However, youth get bored when they do not have a variety of activities to be involved with. And today's easy access to technology is a welcome replacement for not having anything to do. When given the option of participating in something that they are interested in, many teens welcome being involved with in-person activities. According to research from infoaboutkids.org, which is a consortium for science-based information on children, youth, and families, suggests that youth participation in structured after-school programs and activities can have benefits for kids, including social skills, emotional development, and academics. However, the lack of information regarding after-school options can limit the type of activities students have access to. Likewise, collecting data on what youth are participating in by using a user-friendly medium could be beneficial to students, parents, their schools, and service providers. This week's episode of the Making After School Cool podcast spotlights Spotivity, which is a one-stop online site which connects and tracks students' participations in after-school activities. Spotivity not only supports after-school programs to increase enrollment and participation rates, but also enables kids and their parents to make the best decision about how to best use their time outside of school hours. My guest today is Montana Bush, the founder of Spotivity. Montana, thank you so much for being my guest on the Making After School Coup podcast. I must say I've always enjoyed the discussions and conversations we've had previously and look forward to today's conversation. Oh, well, thank you so much for, for having me on your show. I know your, your time is valuable, so I appreciate the opportunity. From what I've learned about you from previous discussions, you've had a very interesting background that I think in some ways influenced what you're doing today. To provide a framework for our listeners, can you share your journey and what ultimately led you to this point? Yeah, I guess you're asking for the personal uh, elevator pitch in a way. So, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, inner city kid uh, from Chicago, grew up in the 80s. Um, to a relatively international family. My mother was English, my father American, um, but I grew up across the street from Cabrini Green. And uh, that's important because for me, uh, being a city kid, uh, I got to see discrepancies uh, all around me in, in real time. We were at most middle income and Cabrini Green was a housing estate project that's no longer there. Uh, but that kind of forms the bedrock of my, my background and my perspective. Uh, fast forward, I went to a suburban high school because I wanted to get out of the city uh, 90 minutes one way by two trains and two buses. And that high school uh, in the mid 90s happened to have the only rowing team in the state. It's not a typical sport that you find uh, in Illinois at all. Now it's a little bit more prevalent. Um, but at the time it was a uh, it was a novelty. And uh, I grew up as a teen watching the movie Hoop Dreams. And I quickly realized that my involvement with rowing uh, started to afford me opportunities. Uh, I became a rowing recruit at Harvard, Princeton, and Penn. I ultimately ended up at Penn. 
And it dawned on me that if William Gates or Arthur Agee from Hoop Dreams had rode as opposed to played basketball, maybe they would have been afforded those opportunities much more often than, than I was. Uh, even though I was a good athlete and I tried out for the Olympics later on, um, clearly I wasn't as athletically talented as either of those two kids. But those two kids are, you know, a clear example of what many, you know, inner city underserved kids aspire to. Uh, so that all plays a role into what I'm doing now, uh, because after my time at Oxford, I came back to Chicago. I retired as an athlete and I brought the sport of rowing to the inner city, specifically with the goal of trying to uh, you know, give those future Williams and Arthurs opportunities. I did that for 11 years. It was called Chicago Training Center. And then upon rolling off of that, after I went to business school, I decided to try to impact teens on a global scale. And so Spotivity is the tool that we're here to talk about. And that looks to give uh, thoughtful opportunity to all teenagers, irrespective of their background, and looks to make the unknowns known because I know the impact that uh, you know opportunity can ultimately play downstream. And not everyone ought to be a rower. Some people might want to be an artist, might want to be a thespian, might want to be on the debate team or who knows what. And, and most of the problem is most people, or clearly all people, don't know what they don't know. And so Spotivity as a technical tool allows us to bridge that gap. And so here we are years later, and I'm trying to do exactly that for teens all over the world. Sounds great. I mean, it's definitely a worthwhile initiative and I wish you all the, the success. Um, in your opinion and experience, why are extracurricular and after-school activities sort of first beneficial for not only school-age students, but the knowledge of what their students are participating in, how is that beneficial for school counselors and administrators? For sure. So let me answer the first part, which is the student-centric uh, part. And, uh, you know, school and coming of age, it's not just about the things that you learn, it's about the person that you ultimately become. And that latter part is heavily influenced by the experiences that you have. I strongly believe that by putting yourself out in ways that interest you or intrigue you, lend themselves to you becoming a, a more fuller, better version of yourself. Through the crucible of athletic pressure and competition, you learn a lot about yourself. Clearly I did and, and you know, athletes worldwide would probably say the same thing. Conversely, if you're not an athlete, but you're on a debate team and you're in a structure where the pressure is on and you need to think critically in real time, uh, you know, in an environment where uh, it might be a little bit adverse, you also kind of strengthen your own personal resolve and again, become a better version of yourself. You learn more. and. After School Activities provides a tremendous opportunity in whatever avenue you're going down to do exactly that. So it's not just all about kind of physical health and wellness. It's all about uh, kind of the mental benefits that come with, with that type of exposure. And you know, the one kind of tagline I'm trying to, to kind of beat across here is that I want more kids and more activities more of the time, only because the end result is an improved kid. And so that kind of answers your most immediate question. And uh, the, the, the goal with the technical tool is to be able to drill into the student in really meaningful ways, just so that we're not pontificating and telling tall people they ought to play basketball or volleyball just because they're tall. There's a lot of other nuance in that. And, um, you know, clearly, uh, you know, we want to take a very academic and thoughtful and rigorous approach. Conversely, if you're looking at schools, 
you know, their job is kind of twofold, right? It is to, you know, educate the masses in a way that has them ultimately become contributing members of society uh, in ways that, that allow them to find meaningful employment and, and do interesting things uh, as they grow up and are adults. Um, and, you know, in order to really accomplish that, schools really need to find ways that uh, trigger imagination and possible passion among the uh, among the student body and that's why they offer after school activities that's why varsity sports exist that's why after school drama club exists that's why debate teams are there hell with you know, stranger things uh, you have dungeons and dragons clubs for for you know live role action playing games all of that serves the same purpose what guidance counselors, school counselors, college counselors, and school administrators can really benefit from is knowing in, in very clear ways what their student body is interested in and what they are doing. Because based on that information, they can then tailor their approach to really double down on the imagination and interest of the teens. And that will only have positive ramifications in the bread and butter schooling that needs to happen as well, because then you're gonna be able to intertwine the two. And I think we all know that engaged students learn better. And if schools can make decisions that revolve around out of school activities that intertwine with their in-school academic activities, the school and the students themselves are better for it. Now, there is a connection between awareness and what students participate in after school. When I was in school, I mean, my thing was mostly basketball, football, ran track. Uh, I wasn't aware of a, a variety of other services that were available that actually could have helped me post high school. Uh, how can the lack of awareness of the number of activities that could be available to students hamper their educational, social and emotional development? Yeah, I mean, I think um, you only know what you know, right, stating the obvious, but um, I think it's a fairly typical um, and, and kind of overused statement to make that when you're looking at kind of inner city kids, and let's talk about typical kind of black teenagers, for the most part, or males for that part, let's drill down even further. They all play basketball and they play basketball because that's what they see on TV. Uh, there's courts available uh, in the city for them to play on and that's what all their peers do. And it stands to reason that that's what their fathers, their uncles, their brothers, their community has also done. So there's this longstanding history of that being a pathway. Uh, rowing, for instance, is not. It would never be top of mind. You know, there's not many rowing clubs in the inner city, so that's its own problem. But kids don't know what they don't know. And so they don't even know it's an option. And so you get a lot of people that, you know, might ultimately want to play basketball in that environment and hell, they might even be a little bit good, but because they don't have any other options, they don't feel that they can do anything else. And then they might not be passionate about it. They might, uh, you know, they might be better served by other activities they don't know about. And subsequently, it's kind of less perfect decisions are made because they just don't know the breadth of possible decisions. And that's just a reflection of you know, all the things I earlier mentioned, but also, you know, their immediate counselors, their guidance counselors, the people that they look to for advice, they have their own limitations and personal biases. And so trying to make a really informed decisions about the plethora of things that they could possibly do is really tricky and difficult. And, and that's where a technical tool like ours comes into play and hopefully bridges that gap in a way that allows them to have a more informed either interpersonal conversation or conversation with people they trust to say, do you know what? These things also track with me. These things can also help me get to where I wanna go. What do you know about them? Or they could just take the initiative themselves and make more informed decisions. But 
not something like that never has existed before, or at least hasn't existed in a in a research-backed manner, uh, which is why I believe that you know what we're doing is so impactful. You know, it's interesting because a friend of mine he went off to Duke, and he joined the crew team. Yeah, I had no idea what the crew. Team yeah, right, was. for real. <laughs> and then, and he had a uh, regatta in uh, Atlanta, and he said, "Hey, you know, drive on up to Atlanta, come to this regatta." I'm like, "What well, the regatta is either?" <laughs> but all right, sounds fun. But it's you know it's interesting. Would you say we don't know what we don't know? And you know, every four years you got the Olympics, so you got the variety of sporting events, competition events, and you watch them and you get engaged with them. And I don't know how many students because of the lack of either training or availability, who could be good in different event, never try out. And mm -hmm. I know you've developed an app which informed teenagers of the variety of after-school services that are available to them. So can you give us a brief uh, overview of Spotivity? Yeah, so you know, Spotivity clearly is informed by the, uh, the mission and the ethos of my, my previous organization, Chicago Training Center. And what we look to do and, and what we've managed to accomplish at, at, at this early stage is an approach that looks at uh, each individual user, you know, as a, as a standalone quantity that breaks down their personality, that breaks down their emotional intelligence, breaks down their positivity quotient, but also intertwines their physical characteristics and also their school grades. And we do that uh, very purposely because the known list of activities, after school activities that a team can do is a pretty static list. It's long, it's 400 plus, but we've done the work to map back against all those activities, what type of you know personalities align best with it. We're here not to be prescriptive, but we want to show them the, the range of things that they can do. And so ultimately things like personality matter. I mean, I think it's clear, I think we can understand that it might be a materially different personality for a kid that wants to be a boxer versus someone that wants to be a chess player versus someone that wants to be a thespian, you know, versus someone that wants to be a long distance swimmer. And there might be nuance involved in there, of course, but at the end of the day, you know, we've been able to, to categorize and drill down through the research that we've done, what personality types, what physical types do well in those respective environments. And so we've done the work to map appropriately. And so Spotivity is nothing more than a utility tool for a user to then give us that information and then ultimately to be told, these are the things that track with you. They play to your strengths. These are the things that challenge you that ultimately will be the inverse. We're not here to say they're better or worse, but you know, a shy person deciding to be on the debate team comes with a plethora of other potential long-term outcomes, right? Maybe they get to address the fact that they're shy via through the debate team and they might never ever want to be on the debate team again, but they've learned through that process and that has been to the benefit of the, uh, of the teenager. And then we've also gone a step further and we've taken a look at college majors and college choice and ultimately careers because again, those things matter. I mean, there is a different type of person that would ultimately want to be an astronaut versus someone that wants to be an accountant. And we can drill down on that as well. And so we've done the work and we now have a tool that all teens worldwide can benefit from that in turn gives them really good information to go to their guidance counselor, to go to their parent, to go to their mentors and say, what do you think about these things? This is who it says 
I am in some respects. And these are the things that I'm really passionate about. Maybe there's a really interesting overlap, or maybe they start to learn about things that they never knew existed in the first place that now get presented as options. Or in your Olympic example, they can just drill down and say, you know what? I saw that sport and it's super exciting. I would like to do that. How do I find out where to do it? And again, in areas where Spotivity has mapped out programs and locations, they'd be able to find those programs and activities. So, you know, again, Spotivity is an extraordinarily powerful tool and we see it as a really good good uh, kind of adjacent tool for the school counselors to have access to because it allows for much more fruitful conversation between those counselors and the respective students. Now, the major connecting point, I guess, uh, is the fact that Spotivity is available in an app. And so if the students get the app, what are some of the steps they would have to go through just to determine what some of their interests are? And what are some information that would be provided or that's being tracked by the app? Yeah, for sure. So uh, just to make it clear, we are an app, but students don't need to have an app to access it. So we are native on both Android and, and iOS, but you can also have a platform and use all the same tools on the computer. So you don't necessarily need uh, the phone. Uh, some of the functionality is clearly different, um, you know, if you're on a mobile device versus not. So when you're filling out all the information that allows things like our genie to work are optional, uh, clearly not required. We require verification because uh, no one account can have multiple phone numbers, for example. So we do require verification. You do need to be over the age of 13 uh, to access our tool. Um, but the basic information to use the platform and kind of nose around is fairly minimal, right? It's name, it's verification, it's your age, et cetera. But uh, should you want to drill down and learn about yourself, then there are what we call optional polls. And those optional polls are like my aforementioned uh, personality quiz. Uh, it's based in science and we just baked it in. Things that talk about your emotional intelligence, you know, your physical characteristics, all of those things, school grades, for example, those are all optional. But the more you put in, the more that we can give you as outputs that are thoughtfully informed and give you kind of better long-term, you know, variables by which you can make decisions. And so, from that standpoint, that's how that works. And then all the information itself is just non-identifiable. So, you know, with any school or any other program we would work with, you know, that information is not shared, it's not sold. Uh, every user, if you were a user, you'd just be a series of letters and numbers as a, a unique identifier. We wouldn't know you nor me, but you and I clearly represent a certain demographic and it's based on that that our partnership with Utah State comes into play because they ultimately are going to be using that information to write research papers, white papers about what do teenagers actually do after school? What are their interests? What are their proclivities? What are their backgrounds? You know, what are the connections between uh, their grades in certain subjects and their success in certain activities? Um, and that's where having an academic partnership is really key because we're not here you know, as a company to make money off the backs of kids, we're here to learn about what drives them and helps them make better decisions. Money will come downstream and that won't be a problem, but we're here to do good. And, you know, with that in mind, all the, all the polls, all those things that make it a functional, really easy to use tool clearly are optional for the user. Now, we've discussed a little bit some of the benefits for students using Spotivity. Can you explain a little bit what are some of the benefits for parents and even providers who work with youth or teach youth a variety of activities? Yeah, for sure. The, um, the connection with parents is quite interesting because 
uh, you have a spectrum and let's say on one end of the spectrum you'll have a typical helicopter parent that won't allow their teen to do anything without their involvement or in fact they'll just tell the teen what to do and the teen has no no impact in that decision making process and at the other end you have a completely apathetic parent or no parent at all right so there's your spectrum of parental engagement and for us we provide a good reason a good way for teens to be engaged with their parent or guardian in a digital medium the teens are going to be on their phones no matter what uh, my kids are young and they have a you know an apple watch and so they're always on that as well and they're only in fifth grade right so you know you're not going to roll back digital engagement however you can use the fact of digital engagement to create a more positive parental to child narrative because when teens go on their phone and they're checking into an activity parents will get an automatic ping that the teen has arrived at an activity so that's a safety component now the connection in that ping only results if the teen and the parent are optionally tethered so if you were my parent i would get a notification from you oh you know asking me to accept you as my parent and i can accept or deny i guess dinner is going to be a little bit awkward if i deny your connection and we'll have a conversation you know over hot dogs that evening um but it's not intended for a parent to pry in what the kid is doing it's for the parent to be informed in a kind of low-key manner that just keeps them informed right because parent you know teens won't confide in their parents more often than not but here you have better insight into what's going on and that can only be seen as an asset and another fun thing there is that we have an internal point system and i've set it up so that parents can't really do anything with their points other than gift them to their kids now kids ultimately can use those points for money off of goods and services at specific stores. In Chicago, we're running a couple pilots to do exactly that. But what I found you know, really nice here is that parents can then offer by way of a, an attractive carrot points that they can't really do anything with to give them to their teens for good behavior, success in an event, good grades, whatever it is, right? And that only creates a positive feedback loop. And the thing that works well with uh, parents as well, and this now bleeds into programs into schools, is that there's a huge safety component. So we've aligned what we've done uh, with safe sports, a USA government approach to try to make uh, after-school activities safe. More in a sporting context, we just make it broad to, to every single thing that the teens are doing. And what that ultimately means is that if a provider that uses our SAS tool, which we'll talk about in a bit, want to reach out to any of the kids on a non-transactional message transactional being a calendar event update or something like that but if it's something like a personal note those notes can only be delivered to the teen if they have a connected parent or guardian and what that means then is that all messages are not private they're at least shared to one other party the teen's parent or guardian so from an exposure standpoint we get to lower the liability concerns of program providers because if there are bad actors involved they are forced to go on their personal devices and not through the spotivity system because obviously all their messages will be seen can easily be audited and can be addressed in real time and it can be something where a program provider requires any and all communication to come through spotivity for that very purpose and that in turn increases the safety for the teen increases the knowledge for the parent but also it lessens the liability exposure for the program so then moving over more to the program side of things 
Uh, we are an administrative portal, right? Teens need to find activities. And so the only way they find them is if activities are on the portal for them to be found. And my run as an 11 year founding you know, person for the Chicago Training Center, I know what it's like to manage an after-school program. And it is messy and it is tiresome, it is problematic, and you're all, always bereft of funds. And so we purposely came up with extremely low price points and extremely high functionality that allows us to create really good opportunities for teens and for them to be found. And ultimately, as a SaaS tool, those programs can run their calendar of events. They can hopefully get more exposure and uh, improve their intake. Hopefully through the overall connection, they can improve their retention. These two things are the known norms and issues with any organization, be it nonprofit or for-profit. And with the improved safety features, it produces uh, you know, a much better engaged populace of people. And ultimately, because of the genie, they ultimately can find kids that are more aligned to the activity that they're offering. And wouldn't that be great? Because then they're just getting better kids that are more aligned to their program as opposed to kids not knowing whether or not this is a fit for them. This added feature of the school then, not only being able to manage their activities more cheaper, much more effectively, uh, and in line with their overall goal of trying to provide opportunities for the teens outside of school, i.e. going to college, trade school, or into the professional world, you know, what we're also able to do for them is really help improve their strategy, administrative, and budgeting decisions, because not all kids are going to be involved in after-school activities as provided by the school. And most schools don't know what kids that are involved in stuff that aren't varsity athletics or anything else might be involved in things in the community that the school knows nothing about. And with Spotivity, we'd be able to tell them not who particularly, but who in numbers and by what type are involved in certain activities. And that can easily drive more informed strategy decisions for a school, for a school board or school district. And that I find to be extremely helpful because that is just going to maximize their very limited budget. If people have questions, I want to get in more information regarding Spotivity. What's the best way to contact you or to uh, acquire some more information about what it is that you're doing? It's Spotivity.com uh, is, is the website. Uh, I imagine you'll, you'll link it on, on the website, but S-P-O-T-I-V-I-T-Y. I think of it as Spot Your Activity. Uh, so it's Spotivity.com. Uh, my personal work email is Montana at Spotivity.com. Info at Spotivity obviously works as well. Um, that's the best way to get to me. I'm very easy to reach. I answer any and all questions. Um, so that is you know, not atypical. We have social media clearly on all the, uh, all the various channels. And we try to be as informative as possible on the website. So we broke that down into four sections. So when you go to the main site, you'll see that there's a pathway for teens, a different pathway for parents, and then separate ones for after-school providers and for schools, because clearly there's a different value proposition for each of those four different groups. Well, um, I'll probably reach out to you again in the future as this continues to grow. I'm hoping you come down to Texas in the Houston area because, like I said, the work that you're doing will make uh, my job a whole lot easier as a parent. Uh, do you have any final comments before we go? No, I, I thank you so much. Uh, you know, again, we're we're here. We're here to help teens. It's, it's free to parents. It's free to teens. Uh, very, very low price point for everyone else involved. Because again, we're here to, to do good. Um, and this exposure is fantastic. And, you know, just look out for, for what we're doing. We have a lot of things coming down the pipeline. A big app update is about to hit next week. So that's very exciting. 
but it's the, the early days of our story, but uh, so far we're trending well. And I just thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about it. Great. Well, Montana, thank you so much for being my guest today on the Making After School Cool podcast. I applaud you for the work that you're doing and I wish you continued success. All right. Well, thank you so much. Have a good rest of the day. Cool. As always, I want to thank our listeners for joining us for this week's episode, which highlighted Spotivity, an online site linking youth to a variety of after-school services and how these experiences can benefit their post-secondary life. Please join us for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field. <laughs>